listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew. I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems important to us, that should be important to you because it's important to us. Then dive into our community, answer some great questions from our community members, and then say goodbye. So, how was the last two weeks since our last discussional? Eh, doing pretty good. It's kind of calmed down now. <laughs> got all the... I got... I, I downed, I think, two more impressions video that I have to edit and post up, but, I, but I'm done with first impressions. Of course, we had the podcast, which... Once again, we've we've debated that we need to do it in two parts, which we probably will if I can remember. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a it's a long first impressions are long, 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 long episodes. So of course we te- technically are usually covering you know thirty forty episodes or shows. So it's like I want to give each one its time, and there is a point in which you get to around that you know. Two and a half hours, three hours of recording, and you're like trying to wrap things up, but you don't <laughs> want to like speed through things because then you're just not giving those shows credits. And so, yeah, it might be. I know our podcast listeners are just thrilled by it. They're like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> three and a half hours to listen to for the, out the week. And then there's some of them are like, yeah, I knocked it out in one day. <laughs> I, did, I did a couple runs and I was done. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it it's killer. It is It is killer. So. Yeah, crazy last two weeks, so there's a lot of news to go through, which is kind of surprising. One probably, hopefully, gets some discussion here, but some important things have been happening in the anime sphere that I think a lot of people might be missing out on, so we'll be talking about that, so that's exciting. But other than that, yes, um, our usual video game talk part, uh, done with Sage and White Mage in Final Fantasy XIV, been live streaming again, so definitely go to... Uh, youtube.com slash taku spirit and you should find us there we'll do live streams i didn't get a chance to do one yesterday because i was doing some work on our shower but other than that i'm trying to keep up with wednesday possibly thursday and friday so definitely join us there as they play final fantasy and genshin and hopefully when elden ring comes out i'll probably play in that so we'll see though (laughs) it all depends on if i can figure how to get my computer to run elden ring and do live streaming at the same time. It might be a little bit taxing on my computer, but I don't know. I might just dock down the settings just to get it running and have some fun live streaming. Probably could uh, grab my laptop or yeah. I thought about just getting another computer and and doing that way. It, it that's that would be a lot easier than getting a PS Five. And <laughs> I, that was my hope is getting a PS Five and capture carding it. But even then, my capture card honestly is not that great for it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, it turns into a whole capture card issue. So, yeah, I might just run it natively. Like, I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen, I'm doing pretty well with that. And if if I can get the settings to visually look a little bit close to that, I, I think it'll be fine. Just it just depends on how well the game runs. It, it, that that's what it always comes down to how well the game itself runs. I mean, you can dock down the settings to crap, and it still not do well with live streaming at the same time if it's not optimized of a game. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if that if FromSoft or whatever is good at optimizing games. So, like I said, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, next week. Next week is the big the big day. Are you excited? Sure. Yeah. Are you Are you going for it? I have no clue. You don't You don't think you're going to go for Yaimiko? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> I was a little confused on what we were talking about, so. I I just thought that's just something you're counting down on. No, you're not counting down to. Yamiko? I actually, truth be told, I back for those that are they're like, what the 
I have actually been taking kind of a break. I really need to jump on there and uh, and do my event stuff because I want that outfit for uh, Ning Wong so bad. I totally forgot that I unlocked it, and the other day I'm like, oh crap, I should probably put that on. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> there you go. How do you like the new outfits that they gave us for free? They're obviously they're obviously um, more PC. <laughs> I'm not, most of them are very just PC. I'm not going to say I don't like them. Um, but they're definitely, I, I'm, my preference is the originals. So all of them, it's like the preference is the original for me. It's like I said, it really just seems like most of them are very minor color changes. And in most cases, they're just covering up the chest. Yeah. Now the one that I always struggle with is Mona. Cause Mona is the one case where it's like you go from, you know, her, like a one piece looking outfit with stockings to her having like really short shorts and absolute zone. So it's like, it's basically butt versus absolute zone. And so it's like, it's a struggle for me. I think the, I think the secondary is cute. So Mona is like the rare one where I really do like the alternative outfit. So I'm like kind of going back and forth on it. So, and I've been, I've been trying to keep Mona in my party cause I, I miss her. Cause obviously Roxy and cute broke mage. <laughs> It's just she's not her ultimate's insane. It's always been insane, but yeah, she's kind of hard to play if you don't have constellations. Like most characters aren't powerhouses until they have constellations to work off of. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of excited for Yaimiko, and like I told Chris before, I'm probably going to end up picking up um um the the Water Girl because obviously the game does not like shields anymore. Because as we found out from the recent live stream. Shields are getting another mob that counter it because every mob they make now has to counter shields. Yeah, the um, I I I was actually I I really adored um Kokomi when she f- was first announced. So she's called Water Girl, Water Girl. <laughs> um, and similarly, uh, Yaimiko. The second that I first met Yaimiko, she was absolutely one of those characters that I was like. Yeah, I really, really love her. So she's one of those that uh, is is not not going to be one that I can pass up. But yeah, I I'm I actually I'm kind of surprised. I I know from the from the aspect of her not being her being a a just a healer, I could see that. But she is such a pretty character. I I it, it's kind of hard that it's kind of surprising that you went ahead and passed her up. Because at the time we had zero need for healers, yeah, and then she was a pure, pure healer with negative crit, which made no sense because every other character that heals that can do insane damage don't have negative crits. I don't know. Again, it technically goes in the whole aspect of basing it off her kit, but it's like if it, if people make a OP, make a OP. It's like we have plenty of OP characters. Why is Kokomi the only one that is not allowed to be OP? Uh, I, I think that was a big part of it, though. That negative crit w- really was like, okay, so you don't want me to roll on this character because you're purposely making it to where she can't be beefed out. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why is she the only one that can't be beefed out? I w- Did you see anybody yet that has been able to 200% her crit? i seen somebody, one or two people that did well not early on i, I don't think know i've seen somebody it, with 50 or something like that yeah over. i think i think that they were just getting her just above the the threshold but i it, it wasn't it wasn't impressive enough to make it viable so i mean like each 
each piece of gear they can have well like um it was like 25 on the the hat and then you get like maybe substat with maybe around what 15 if you're lucky 15 crit i don't think it's possible well then you have the weapons too yeah, I I think that you like I said it was it was just it was just, it was just over the threshold yeah. but not enough to make it even close to being viable. And then maybe with some sort of well, cuz you wouldn't be able to work off a of cryo, right? Cuz that's only for ice attacks. Yeah, that's weird. Anywho, that's the Genshin talk. Sorry for all the non-Genshin fans. Uh, but yeah. We have, uh, again, we have a lot to go through, so, and a lot of questions. Thanks, everybody, for sending in questions. Please continue to send in questions. We definitely appreciate it. Got quite a few people sending in their lists of favorites for us to judge. Please keep sending those in. Those are a lot, there's going to be a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to doing those. But yeah, let's, let's, let's kick things off with a bang. Let's, let's start things off right where it needs to be discussed. And yes, that's the ongoing Japan Studios versus AniTubers. I wouldn't say Japan Studios, but just really, uh, producers and uh, copyright holders in Japan who don't like YouTubers <laughs> because obviously they're all out to steal their properties and make money off of them. But yeah, I, I we kind of mentioned it before, but there was this whole situation with this guy that said, uh, his channel was totally not Mark and he had 150 copyright claims on his videos around December of last year. Well, he of course fought back. He even made a big video, even had a, tr- a translated video to send to Toei. And then he said, I am can't take this. He, he personally, the stress and everything was not doing well for him. So he said, I'm stepping back. I kind of support that. I'm like, it sucks. I kind of wanted, you know, this fight to really push either. I personally wanted to push YouTube to put in region locking. But um, I understood. Well, he came back. Totally Not Mark came back, and he made a video called We Won, sort of. <laughs> and in this video, he pretty much laid out everything that happened over the time that he was gone, because he pretty much took a month break. And in this video, he talked about how things weren't as simple as him giving up and walking away, and things weren't as simple on YouTube's side, at least based on what he said, that accordingly, according to him is his discussions with a YouTube representative. And essentially, this YouTube representative pretty much pointed out that when initially Toei came over and said they, – they initially came over before everything happened and through YouTube system said, you need to take down these 150 videos. Surprising thing is that YouTube seen that and said, wait, you're wanting to claim these in all regions for copyright, right? And they said yes. And YouTube knowing – I mean obviously there is no – international copyright law that would really cover this. So YouTube was essentially saying, you are claiming this worldwide. Are you sure you want to do that? And they said yes. Well, while YouTube was kind of contemplating this, they, Toei, went around behind them and used the copyright claim system within YouTube's channel, the back door, and basically flagged them all themselves. And what kind of came from this whole situation is essentially YouTube talking directly to Toei for quite a while, which is, again, very surprising. I, w- I didn't know well, – of course, we didn't – we're not going to know because YouTube's not going to come out and publicly go, hey, by the way, we're talking to Toei, just letting you guys know. <laughs> there was this long discussion between Toei and YouTube, and it was really around this whole concept of 
yeah, there's they're they were claiming everything worldwide as being against their copyright, and it doesn't really work that way. And that was the really fascinating thing that came from totally not Mark's situation. Eventually, what happened is YouTube went and said, okay, what we're going to do uh, to totally not Mark said, we're going to essentially region lock all these videos to not be viewable in Japan. And that should fix the situation because then they can't see it. And it's no longer in their jurisdiction, basically. And they went with that. The videos are now up. And that's kind of where it sits. Now, the interesting thing that came from this whole situation is that he, me and several other YouTubers were making videos on this. We're saying, you know, the way that Totally Not Mark states this is that it sounds like he now has the tools to region lock. Like when he, for those who don't know, uh, when we post a video, it's just you publish, it goes. And YouTube then takes that video and puts it everywhere YouTube is available. It's kind of a bad thing. <laughs> well, there's managers that YouTube kind of designates that you can pay a part of your funding to that you make or your revenue. Part of it you can pay to this manager that will essentially have the capability of doing that. But right, the, the standard creator cannot. Even Totally Not Mark apparently still cannot. So yeah, he came back into somebody else's video and said, uh, to be clear, I didn't get those tools. And I asked them, why why can't we have those tools? And they claimed it's because they're afraid of it being used for piracy. Because if you can region locked out of everything and post the video, you can then link out pirated stuff to everybody because the regions where it's copyrighted can't be flagged to find them. So it's like one of those things of like, Okay, so you're afraid of having to do some extra work to find these things versus giving creators the ability to protect themselves from breaking the law. That it makes no sense. Because like how I put it, if I make a video and I follow YouTube's guidelines completely, I use it under fair use. And, and say, say I want to make a video to only go to U.S. residents and I follow every copyright law, every fair use law, and I post it, YouTube takes it. And without my permission, puts it everywhere where it will break the law, which is, and it's the case with Totally Not Mark, and it's the situation we're facing right now, is technically breaking the law. You, Japan does not recognize fair use. So if your video and has fair use content in it, transformative content in it, again, a screenshot in the case of Andrew, screenshots, <laughs> YouTube, Japan can essentially say, that's, that's our property. We do not recognize fair use. Flag. It makes zero sense. So anything to stay on that as an update shock you at all? Nope. I actually pretty much agree with what you said. So I, when it, when it comes down to it, I mean, I, I, I stand by the whole fair use thing. I, and, and the problem with a lot of this is it, it gets into the murky waters that, Unfortunately, when it comes down to it, and I, I mean, I can see YouTube's stance of if you want to play on this, this you have to play by the rules of the of these other countries. But yeah, like you're saying, I when it comes down to it, we could we if we have if their tools are there to make it to where we're not breaking the rule the laws in these other countries. Yeah, I agree. You know, if you're going to put something out, you have to play by their rules. But at the same time, if I don't want to play in their their region and you have those tools available, 
make them available. It's 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 that simple. I mean, all your it, it it's frustrating that YouTube in a lot of cases they they just they they end up shooting themselves in the foot half the time, and, and that's that's the sad thing is you you have such simple fixes, you have them available, allow those those fixes to be used, and you won't have ninety percent of the problems that you you basically have. And it's funny because like the whole argument about piracy, it's like you if you look up movies and stuff on YouTube, you're going to find them. And guess what? They've been up there for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not like it's going to you're, you're going to get more. It's already there. And it's not as if you can't, I guess, still run those through the algorithms to find and note. OK, if this thing is taken out of all regions and it's flagging being copyright, you might want to look at that every now and then. You mean, I mean, take a peek. Every now and then. What, what, again, why prevent? And you can limit it. I mean, and we're gonna get, we're gonna get, we're gonna get into a new situation for those that aren't aware in a minute that's going to escalate this even more. Is if it, if it's gonna be one of those things where it's going to cause a problem, this is obviously a problem. This is going to be a continued problem. And this is so funny. What did Andrew say the moment that the whole totally not Mark thing came up and everybody got mad? Well, not everybody, but especially anti Toei fans. We're saying, I was, I was apologizing for Toei. No, my whole point in my original video was this isn't a Toei problem. It's never been a Toei problem. This is a Jap- Japanese fair use problem, and it w- has always been. And if it's not Toei, it's going to be somebody else. And again, we'll get into one here in a minute. But it's it's that realization that there's a, there's a problem here, and I, it's it's almost to the point now. And I think there's enough. Especially with again this next this next case that we're going to get into, where I think YouTube needs to just put a check mark in there for do you want it in Japan? How about yeah. that? Because there seems to be a lot of problems with specifically Japan, and they're not understanding the internet or not wanting to at least put efforts into understanding what they're doing. And again, in the case that YouTube had this conversation with Toei directly, them not realizing they don't have control over the stuff worldwide. They don't. Literally, they zero control over what happens to it worldwide. If somebody licenses it in America and it comes over here and then we view it and we review it and we post clips of it in there, guess what? They don't have a legal standing and they know they don't. And that's the that's the big problem with the whole situation. And again, YouTube's feeding into it by saying, oh, you made a video? Well, let me give it to Japan where it's not legal <laughs> without your permission. It's It's like... You know, rules for it is technically kind of like a rules for thee and not for me, but because it, it's like a follow our rules, otherwise you can't be on our our platform. Okay, I followed the rules. Okay, well we're not going to follow the rules, and we're going to post it illegally in Japan. It's 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 dumb. It it, it is going to come down to an aspect of either YouTube needs to put at least region blocking in Japan, or because Japan just does does it's just in a different mindset. And it was funny because one of the one of the channels that was kind of covering the totally not Mark situation with his recent update made it really it's a it's a it's more of a joke, but it makes sense if you think about it. Without region locking of some sort for users and creators, what's to say at some point some let's say a random country it pops up. Like suddenly there's an island somewhere that nobody noticed before and People kind of move over there and they create companies and they create a new country. What if 
they decide to make copyright laws where anything, you know, videography, anything visual on the internet is their property and not allowed to be on the internet. There you go. That's their laws. And if and if YouTube has a branch there, guess what? They can strike down the entire YouTube be, with these standards, with what YouTube is doing here, always lifting their hands and not doing anything, not wanting to get legally involved with anything, they could essentially strike down every single video on YouTube because it's in their copyright laws. I'm now I'm sure YouTube would be like, well, screw you, we're out of here. But still, it just it I don't know, it make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so part two <laughs> is ShowPro. Now, for those who don't know, ShowPro is it's technically a short for a longer company. What is it called? Uh, Shogakukan Shueisha Productions, which apparently owns Pokemon. And this certain YouTube creator, which goes by the name of Suede Blade, has been essentially doing a quote-unquote Pokemon journey, which is a, some kind of parody review of, of Pokemon or something like that. But... Um, is anyways, what, essentially what happened is at some point this pops up my radar. This guy made this video, essentially claiming a very clickbaity title that every anime YouTuber will be gone tomorrow. This is not a joke. So I'm like, okay, let's let's look at this. I, I knew what it was going to turn out to be. It was going to be one of those things where if you have clips, if you're an anime YouTuber and you have video clips or audio in your YouTube video, you're probably going to be gone tomorrow. And it, this was a scary thing, is that as I was watching it, it made perfect sense why he said that. Essentially, his channel's gone. I, I think here in the next month, it's going to be gone, because the strikes in play will go through, and he's, there's nothing he can do about it. Unless YouTube again steps in and and saves it, because YouTube doesn't do anything unless a lot of people talk about it. Uh, which is sad for smaller YouTubers. But anyways... Essentially, what he laid out is that he's been doing content about uh, Pokemon, and at some point, this show, po com uh, show pro company has essentially created a flawless plan to take down any YouTube channel. And the way that they're doing this is essentially they are creating a rudimentary small claim in Japan. So they're going to a small claims in Japan, and they're creating a claim against a YouTuber. They will get it in writing and everything, and it will be for a... A fine uh, uh, claiming they want a video taken down that is, you know, taking their copyright, and they will do it for a value that is not too small but not too big. Uh, he was saying uh, something around the range of eighty thousand yen, and what essentially it's based on is like a certain amount per viewer or per view, and then it just obviously multiplies from that point if you have a decently viewed video. So claiming this, making this claim, they then submit it to YouTube. And aim it towards the channel itself or the video. Well, at that point, YouTube sees that it is now in legal. It's in the legal hands now. There's a legal action in play. And YouTube is not going to get involved. They will lift their hands super fast and run the opposite direction. So that's it. It then leaves it up to the creator to have to either... You know, hire somebody in Japan to go to the legal proceedings and even at that point pay the fine and not really – there's no real legal obligation for them to come back and unstrike the channel. So it's essentially a flawless plan. If a Japanese studio or company or owner, IP owner, wants to take down a YouTube channel, they create a small claim, submit it to YouTube, and YouTube steps away and walks away literally. 
there's no way you can fight it at that point unless you have legal legal representative in Japan and a lot of money for every video and there's no, no there's nothing here because it goes to the system the way it does from my understanding there's no there's no limits to what they can do they can just keep submitting and you're just done it's it is the most flawless plan because with everything else with the claims process I mean even with totally not mark he technically could have fought all those claims there's a system in play and he can go through that system and say that it's it's fair use and then they would they typically wouldn't answer and then it would be freed totally not mark's situation was that he would have to be doing that for the next I don't know, what do you say, like 30 years or something like that because he had 150 to do and it takes about three months. Um, I think three months, maybe it's a month each, I don't remember. But with this situation, there's not, there's no system in YouTube that you can fight it. You have to do it manually outside of YouTube. And again, like I said, there's nothing saying they have to come back and go, oh, well, they paid it or whatever, let's load it back up. They're not going to because you they're they're finding you for doing it. <laughs> it's It's crazy, but this is where we're at. This is yeah. literally, this is the death of anime YouTubers. And I mean, even for me, they could do it for my screenshots. They could say he has screenshots in his video. Here's the here's the claim. YouTube goes, okay, you guys handle it. Um, we'll put a strike on this channel, whatever, because obviously you've been in legal action. It, it's it's ridiculous. Um, and like I said, this is. I think this is a solid case where something needs to happen. YouTube needs to make region blocking. And I and I implore everybody um support this movement. There is there's a hashtag out there for it. I think it's hashtag geoblocking number 4 all. Hashtag geoblocking for all. Support that. Get the word out. YouTube needs to do something about region blocking. It 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 doesn't have to be again the whole idea of having a list of all regions and you uncheck ones you don't want to do. Something or just not let our videos go in Japan, like straight through. Like the let there be a questionnaire when you first launch up YouTube again here in the next couple of weeks, where it just says, "Do you want your stuff going to Japan?" No, that that would be plain for me. I don't even I don't even care for it to go over there. I I know that we have listeners over there. We, I know we've had uh, support from over there before. It's just it's it's volatile. You, it's obvious these these companies don't understand what fair use is, and they don't have to legally. They do not have to, but it's the it's worldwide copyright they're not really understanding is is the problem. They just see that it's viewable there worldwide it shouldn't be allowed and it doesn't make any sense. So it's it's a sad state and I I really don't know where where we're going from here honestly. Yeah, and, and that's a the frustrating thing is it, this is this is an issue that I don't I don't know how to explain it. The um the internet in a lot of ways changed a lot of things. And this is, these are things that we should have dealt with a long time ago. And now, now they're all coming to a head and we will have to face them very soon because the more and more this stuff, um, is ignored, the worse it gets. And, and that's the frustrating thing is the more and more we, we sit here and go, well, that's, that's not really a problem. That's between so-and-so and so-and-so. no, you, you you realize that this is how do I put this? This is not just an international thing. Um, it's a an issue of how do you deal with like Andrew was saying? How do you deal with a company in another country 
basically suing a private citizen in in our country. At some point, we have to deal with this. This is not something that you can ignore. I, I and and yeah, I'm taking this to a more ext- more extreme stance, but th- this is just copyright claims. What what happens when somebody actually does a um, suing a, of a private citizen in another country for something that is outside of this? This th- this should not be allowed or have some some capability of dealing with this a lot better because right now yes the internet is changing literally everything and like i said the fact that we ignored it way back when now we're facing it in a much much more um extreme stance and eventually it's going to get so extreme that we're not going to be able to ignore it it's going to be an international incident and we need to deal with it well that's that thing is it's like technically Sway did nothing wrong. Technically, ShowPro didn't do anything wrong. I, I'm cringing saying that, just like I did with Toei. <laughs> it's a problem with that YouTube kick, is kicking the can down the street. Oh well, there's an issue. We'll we'll think of something eventually. Let's just let's just get totally not Mark working again. Let's 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 do some other stuff for a little bit, and then this comes up, and it's like oh, crap, it's coming up again, isn't it? Too bad for Sway. I, I really don't want to do anything about this right now. Let's kick it down the road again. It, it's like you're, you, YouTube took Sway's video and put it in Japan where it's illegal to be. And ShowPro got sick of it because they think it's against the law. It, it is against the law for them. And they're, they think they have to protect their IP. And so they're going to do, they're going to be like, every time we do this whole stupid copyright system in youtube it, no, it never fixes anything we never get them we never get them so i've devised a plan this dude's not gonna come to japan and fight this let's just do a small claims and then and then youtube will have to take it down they've figured it out now youtube you need to do something about it now because they've figured out a way of destroying channels and again there's nothing the creator can do about it unless they're full of bucks well, Nintendo had to deal with the same issue, not exactly the same way, but very similar, where they were dealing with the the ROM thing, the emulation thing, it, and and well, even just people playing their games on YouTube, that was a thing for a while. There. Yeah, it, 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 it's it, all of this is the same. I know it sounds very weird that I'm saying this, but it is to me the same issue. Nintendo looks at. Uh, emulation very differently than we look at emulation. In a lot of cases, most people, I'm not saying all because there's a lot of people who, they, they don't give a crap. They they just want all the ROMs. And But a lot of people, they look at, that, uh, look at ROMs as I don't want to destroy my cartridge, therefore ROMs give me an alternative to be able to play my game. And to them, as long as they own that property, it doesn't matter. And this is this has been a a thing of all uh, of these things. The way that America looks at it, and some other countries, I'm sure, the way they look at it is: I own that property. You don't have any right to say how I, um, how I interact with that product. And Nintendo, they're like, no, that is our property. 
Uh, we and 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 software gets into the the weirdest levels. I've I've seen all the arguments in both sides. It's it's really weird. I mean, technically, you do not own Windows. Microsoft owns Windows. You own a right to have Windows on your machine. So therefore, if they decide they don't want you to have it on there, they te- technically own your your computer. It, it it gets really weird in the in those fine prints up in their in their um the things that you sign off on. It's the EULAs that are never yeah. never legally standing in most cases. <laughs> I, I heard that at some point, like there was a this point in which I don't know what, what it was. I think it was probably something to do with World of Warcraft or something. And there was this big debate at some point. I heard a bunch of lawyers that were talking about how technically in a lot of cases, if you took a company to court, even though they're you, the EULA that you sign your, your license agreement, you technically could take them to court and say that, you know, you didn't read it. It, I mean, it's, it has very legal, very little legal standing. It, it, in a small, in a small case, it, it pretty much protects them. But at the same time, it's it's not a right for them to do whatever they want to your stuff. Just because, just because somewhere halfway down this five hundred page license agreement that you signed in order to play a game or something like that, just because halfway down it somewhere and it says they own your car, doesn't mean they get your car. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's 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 like it's one of those reasonable things. In a lot of cases, in a court, it will be seen as a reasonable thing. Would any reasonable person read two hundred fifty pages of a license agreement? No, they don't. It's a legal protection for them, but not necessarily an illegal ability for them to attack you. I, I think it's how they put it. So, I, I, I and and I agree. I, I, I'm just, I'm just pointing out the obvious flaws in all of this, in, in all of these situations. My point is more along the lines of until we find um, a way to get back to a more simpler legal system that is. effectively accepted by all countries we're going to keep having to deal with this situation i i I know that it sounds kind of like i'm saying japan you need to get on board or america we have to stop doing business i want to do business with japan i love japan um i love all these countries and all the different flavors that they bring to the internet my problem is is until we come up with some kind of a neutral understanding. understanding. (laughs) I'm just saying understanding a neutral understanding of where we all stand. This is, this is what, what we have to deal with. Yeah. It's crazy. I hope, uh, I know that suede has opened up another YouTube channel. So anybody that wants to support him there, definitely do so. But like I said, definitely get out there on your social media platforms and just Tag YouTube. Let them know we need we need a solution for this. It's, this is this is something that the YouTubers themselves aren't going to be able to fix. This is something where we kind of need anybody that is touched by our content needs to be able to speak out and say this needs to be fixed now. Otherwise, tomorrow I might be jumping on a video and saying, "Sorry, guys, done. YouTube is done." I, they because I had screenshots. They basically sent a bunch of small claims at me, and I'm done. It, it literally is that fast. It's literally within 24 hours. I can be done. But um, anyways, that's enough depressing talk. Let's move on to some fun anime stuff. Ugh. It's 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 rough. It is it is really rough to see. Uh, so, yeah. Other news. 
Eden Zero, the official Twitter account for the Eden Zero franchise, has basically announced that they are getting a second season anime adaptation for the property. So that's exciting um, for all those that are fans of Eden Zero. Um, that'll probably be on Netflix again. But um, I know I thought about jumping on there and, and checking out a couple episodes of it because my account's up right now, so I might as well. But that's exciting. It's exciting here. Um, did you were you thinking about jumping on the train yet? Yeah, I I, I just haven't looked at it. I I didn't know it was up yet. Oh yeah, there you go. Chris is on board. Um, I I this was supposed to be after the previous news about the show pro thing, but in other legal, let's get back to legal stuff in Japan. Uh, I I I'm I'm honestly mixed on this whole situation, but anyways, four companies in Japan: Kodansha, Shueisha. Shogakukan, and Katakawa, these are all big publishing companies, have all filed, together, have filed a plan of lawsuit against Cloudflare. Now, for those who don't know what Cloudflare is, I use Cloudflare. Uh, many big sites use Cloudflare. It essentially is a, a routing. So, like, what you essentially do, and it's very easy to do, is you go to this Cloudflare site, you sign up, you essentially um, put in your website that they are going to, you know, essentially active act as a, a a middle ground. So you put your information, your server information in there and you set on your, your domain to go to Cloudflare first. So when somebody puts in a it goes to Cloudflare and then Cloudflare gets the request and then they pull the information. And what this does is this allows for a protection between the website and the user. Namely, DDoS attacks. <laughs> so if anybody ever, ever, any website has ever faced DDoS attacks, obviously it's a denial service. It's where a lot of servers, a lot of users are hitting one server at the same time in order to bring it down. Well, Cloudflare kind of works, again, as the middle ground to go, that's a lot of dudes there. Um, yeah, you can't, he's, he's busy. <laughs> it's like that, that middle ground to protect the websites. Well... It's also used to essentially protect the identities of those such websites. And that essentially seems to be, according to what I've read, what these four companies are a little bit upset about. They are essentially going to Cloudflare with this lawsuit. It is a hefty uh, 460 million yen, which is about 4 million U.S. dollars for those that are in the West that don't translate that well. Yeah, um, and essentially what it seems like their argument is, is that Cloudflare is protecting the identity and hiding the identity of these piracy sites that are essentially pirating their stuff. So they're claiming that Cloudflare is like the middleman that essentially is requesting and delivering pirated content, which technically they are. Because whenever you go to a piracy site in Japan, that essentially is in Japan. And this is, I think, what, what they're actually aiming it towards. Because I don't think they would be able to get, go, Cloudflare in the U.S., you're offering piracy stuff to, I don't know, somebody in Canada. I, I think what they're essentially saying, according to, again, some places I've read, I'm not 100% on this yet. What they're saying is that, essentially, somebody could be requesting pirated content... And it would essentially be going through Cloudflare, and Cloudflare would be serving it. And then when these companies notice that somebody is accessing such website, like let's say BillyBob.com, when Kodansha goes, well, BillyBob.com, where are you at? Cloudflare is going, 
I don't know. Because Cloudflare isn't going to tell them. Cloudflare has no legal need to tell them where this website's going. So that seems to be their legal standing. <laughs> again, I, I, I think if it's in Japan, play by their rules. I, I mean, I, again, this goes back to the whole YouTube thing. I, honestly, it's being served in Japan and it's against their fair use. I can't really argue it. I think it's crappy. But I mean, this is a similar situation where it's like, I, I, again, again, I guess if it's in your land and that's your rules, I, I don't see why not. This is in particularly one of those frustrating areas where I feel like I'm stuck of two minds. Um, in one respect, I, I, I'm, I'm on the Japanese side or the jump Japanese company's side for this because intellectual property is one of those really weird things. It, it, just like what I was saying earlier, I, I understand Nintendo stands. I really do. I, where I lean, I, on both sides of the this this particular situation or Nintendo situation or YouTube situation, I'm actually technically in the middle on this. The, what, what, in a lot of cases, the frustrating thing is is I can see both sides of these these arguments. Mm-hmm. I it, it, it's really frustrating. I understand because I mean we've been on the you need to stop you need to uh, support uh, Crunchyroll for years. And yet we technically came from a pirating background. It's one of those frustrating things of, I see both sides of this. The Japanese publishers, they deserve to get um, fair compensation for what they've created. On the same token, these companies and, and, and how the internet works, they need to find a better way of, of, of serving their quote-unquote customers and the frustrating thing is is they're not seeing us as customers in a lot of cases i'm not saying that they don't they i'm saying that in a lot of cases they're not looking at us as customers now however they do see these people are stealing our money i agree with them it as frustrating and 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 irritating as that sounds i agree these people are stealing these people, uh, these companies' money. Now, on the same token, I do agree with these companies er, that there is obviously a a short. Uh, what is the what is the term for that? The uh, um, a vacuum for the 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 um, the product. Otherwise, there would not be a quote unquote black market for this. That's the frustrating thing. You, I can see both ar- both sides of this argument. In this case, I kind of lean towards these Japanese companies. But at the same time, Cloudflare, they're... What's the best way of putting this? I, I think the... They're allowing themselves to be in this situation in a lot of cases. By, by protecting something that they know is flat out uh, unlawful, that's on them. Now, on the same token... I do understand that some of these companies have a right to their anonymity. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying in, in, in let's say let's say a well technically do they have a right? It, Especially it, in Japan. The, that anonymity is protecting other people, not it, necessarily the illegal companies. Right, no, but I, but, but what 
is there law that that's and that's the question mark. I, I don't know Japan law. I mean, I only recently learned <laughs> with this whole totally not mark thing. It's, I only recently learned just how exactly fair use works in Japan, which is literally nothing. Uh, but how how does pri- how is privacy in Japan? That's the question mark. It, it is hard for us to disconnect our mindset in the U.S. and put it into perspective of something like Japan. Now, technically, Japan after World War II pretty much took on a lot of similarity to the U.S., but Privacy is it in the same vein, it, but it is is Cloudflare because according to some people that Cloudflare is technically has offices in Japan, which that, that's the only reason this is probably even happening. Because if it was not a Japan based office, they would probably have very little standing. But I don't I know. Think they were out of Sweden. They are, but they have offices in Japan. Oh, okay. But no, I mean, it's, it's similar to the whole piracy uh, video thing where it's like this random server sitting somewhere in no man's land that no no big, huge, you know, country of laws has control over that's housing all these videos that is hiding. And then finally they figure out, oh, well, it has to use this DNS or it has to use this node or it has to use this service. And we attack that instead because... We don't really have any other way to get directly to where it's stationed at. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, hosting sites get this issue where the, these companies go to the hosting website instead of the actual website owner because the website owner is not going to answer them. So they go to the actual hosting and say, take this down. And yes, it technically makes sense that when when it comes to this, they can't figure out where it's at. And technically, that's by design. <laughs> that's why they're using Cloudflare. So... Again, I'm with Chris on the idea that I don't necessarily blame them. Um, I think it's a it's really a case of them, and that maybe that's what the the main thing is. It says Kadansha alleges that um, in this announcement that of this of the lawsuit that Cloudflare, Cloudflare's policy of only requiring an email address to register for free allow uh, allows privacy sites to hide and identify. I don't think that has anything to do with it, um, and that Cloudflare has allowed multiple piracy sites collecting advertising revenues to operate. And again, I guess that goes back to the whole thing of like, is it, be, it's the hide the identity part. Is it really a case of them just needing to, I guess, force into play this idea that Cloudflare will allow them by court order to identify illegal peoples? I don't think it should be a thing where Cloudflare needs to be changed to where it allows you to find out anybody to find out who is where this is going. Because yes, I, I believe in you need to protect your your privacy. That's just like GoDaddy and other uh, hosting services will allow you to pay extra to basically hide who owns the website. Because in a lot of cases, there's people that are. It, it just might be a case where you're doing something political or something. You just don't want your identity out there. But. At least in the case of in the West, at least you can technically get a court order to figure it out. I think that's the problem that we have here is probably that they just don't have any avenue like that with at least with Cloudflare. So, but I agree with you. I, I think it's 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 who wins kind of thing. <laughs> I understand that you need to protect the users, but at the same time, you also need to protect properties too. And how does how where does that end up lying at? And I guess it's the aspect of trying to be a hundred percent protectant of your users ends up kind of hurting them all in the end yeah. because you know, this lawsuit's probably gonna go through because I think they technically, again, I don't know Japanese law through and through, but 
I think they have a leg to stand on when you think about the idea that if this doesn't go through, you're technically signing this this new way of pirating going forward. Oh, use Cloudflare. Then you can pirate everything. Yeah, and and that and that's the frustrating thing is that this is one of the main reasons why we were so why we've been so adamant about um supporting these companies that are that are technically su- serving us in the West. Because of stuff like this, we we took we we fought and fought and fought, and finally Japan said and capitulated and said, "Okay, fine, we'll 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 work with these companies, and now you get get this stuff." And then, and and the more and more people support these um, these pirating, basically, it, it, it's it's the old term. Um, uh, one bad seed uh, ruins the whole bunch, or how? How does it? Uh, Where we have to because somebody ruined it, and everybody else has to deal with it. I mean, this is this is the situation where that we st- we're stuck with because, yeah, it, it sucks that we we don't trust um, Funimation and we don't trust uh, uh, Crunchyroll and. Um, we're, we're concerned about the direction that, that maybe high dive might go, but when it comes down to it, technically these are the companies that have stood, stood up and, and pulled on their big boy pants and they started doing it. And then still people are going back to the pirate company. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing whether or not, uh, you should go to the pirate sites. I'm saying that if we do not support these companies that are doing the right thing, we end up in situations where this, like this, when, at at some point, if Japan if Japan gets the right to lock down the entire internet, yeah, you can you can hope that you'll still find your pirate sites at some point. But what are you going to do when you have no anime? What are you going to do if they ever figure out the technology? Because we kept. Bat- beating our head into the wall, saying that yeah, stick it to the man. Okay, now what? Now we have no internet or no no anime. What what are you going to do then? The dark web, Chris. Yeah, I mean you can the go to the dark web. web. I'm sure <laughs> the dark web, Chris. There's a dark. And like web. like I said, I I don't I don't I don't know the solution outside of hopefully. Um, our voices eventually gets through to one of these companies that hey we we don't like the the censorship we don't like um, you changing the the words we don't like the the what you didn't like the my dude <laughs> yeah I I, I I don't know I don't know the solution outside of I mean going to the pirate sites is not necessarily the solution um, because technically. The, I, I hate gray areas. I really do despise gray areas. I really do. Um, but when it comes down to it, we don't have. When it comes down to it, I mean, hopefully, maybe one of these Japanese publishers will start translating for themselves. I don't know. I, at this point, it, that that's to me, that's the only solution. Until we find, like like we were saying earlier, a a neutral um, uh, understanding. This 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 stuff is going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Like I said, I, I, I do hope this is aimed correctly because I can stand by this based on the idea that they want Cloudflare to allow for them to, with legal action to find out where this data is being pulled from. 
I don't agree with this in the idea that it's them trying to destroy Cloudflare as a service just to be able to think it's going to stop piracy because there's going to be another site that will pop up. It's it's always that aspect of you you it's the Hydra idea. And that's what they've always dealt with. And I really don't like the idea of these companies going, well, well let's just attack this main hub and that will that will show all the little people because they don't the, the, the little people aren't going to care. But they think that by cutting this big hub, it's going to somehow eliminate them all and it never does. If anything, I would support this on the idea if it's a them trying to, and maybe that's something they'll find if they if they end up doing some sort of agreement uh, behind the scenes. It, it might be able to be a case of like, okay, well, they just need to allow for it as some some sort of discovery. But I don't know. We'll see. Enough illegal stuff. <laughs> Enough legal stuff. Let's move on to other news. I'm already an hour in. I think we've talked nothing but legal stuff that we're not legal experts. By the way, we're not legal experts. <laughs> um. Anyways, Demon Slayer, some some exciting news. Of course, we have the last episode of Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yaiba Entertainment District arc coming up next Sunday, and it's going to be 45 minutes long. Excited? No. Do you like that cliffhanger? No. It was a bad, it was, it was bad cliffhanger. The last three episodes have been bad cliffhangers, let's be honest, but yeah, it's, it's coming to some, some crazy stuff. So I'm I'm interested to see how it kind of wraps things up. Um, I, I will say there was a little bit of a frustration for me in this this particular um, last episode, but it's fine. Showing stuff, what can you expect? But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how things air, uh, uh, kind of match up. But I'll definitely be doing a video on my impressions of the finale, and I'm looking forward to it. And it, and I think after that, pretty much my Sundays are freed up. <laughs> I'm going to have a freed up Sunday going forward because uh, nothing really else on Sunday. Well, there's Attack on Titan, but I'm not covering it because I already know what happens. So, can't really cover it. I am planning on making a video about Attack on Titan here soon, though. It will be essentially why I hate Gabby, which will be fun. That'll be a fun Mm -hmm. video. So, yeah. Check that out. Definitely exciting news. Uh, Moving forward, uh, apparently... Amazon seen Netflix jumping up their subscription model, so they're like, hey, dudes, we gotta get in on that action. Um, so yeah, for those who don't know, essentially Netflix has pretty much bumped up every uh, one of their subscription models by $1.50 to $2 uh, per, per one for per month. Well, Amazon has come up and said, hey, by the way, our annual subscription, we're, we're upping it from $119 to $139. So... I'm glad I don't have a Prime account right now, <laughs> and I'm gl- I'm kind of glad that we don't have a uh, we don't that Amazon's not in the anime sphere anymore because <laughs> remember it didn't just require Amazon Prime for that whole Amazon yep. strike it required an additional package on top of that so yeah that was bad I think they end up changing it to just that at some point but there was like a few few seasons where it was like you had to have both which was really dumb. But um, and 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 you know how little I care about this. <laughs> it it it's obviously it's, more than others because you're actually speaking up for a news article. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. I I I literally, I think I've had Prime on my account two times, and both of them were the free time because um, at some point I made a purchase on Amazon. It said, "Hey, we'll give it to you faster if you do Prime," and I'm like, "Okay, sure." Just sign up for the free ch- Prime, and we give you faster faster delivery. Sure, let's do that. 
And then, and by the way, don't for, don't forget to unsub. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> exactly what I did. As soon as it got delivered, I went unsubs. Well, that's that's the funny thing is like there's a there's a lot of I mean Netflix kind of brought up the discussion on it as well, and I and I totally thought it was going to happen. I, I knew that the moment that that whole thing with Netflix happened with them increasing their sub cost by buck fifty two dollars, that a lot of people are going to go, "Do I really watch this? Do I really need this?" Because it just keeps it keeps bumping up. I mean, it was so funny looking at like back in what, 2011. It was like it was like eight bucks for uh, a Netflix. So it is one of those things where you kind of note that stuff. But the thing that I note to, and it's funny because you see all these stupid advertisements that are like, use this new app to tell you how to unsub. And it's like, do you really need an app to tell you what you're spending your money on per month? It's like nobody look at their bills, nobody look at their ledger on their on their banker or whatever. But it's one of those things where. I think it's a really cool thing, especially these days where a lot of people are struggling. I think it's important these days that when you sub to something, no matter what it is, immediately unsub. Because what you'll find is that you'll have that point which you'll finally go back to watch something on a, a specific platform. Yeah. And it'll say you need to resub. Well, guess what? That means you went several days without paying for it. And that in the long run can save you a lot of money. Now, it's it's hard for us for things like Crunchyroll where we're literally watching shows every single week. There's no reason to unsub. But for other platforms that you – like with Netflix, every time I watch anything on Netflix, I sub and immediately unsub and I put other, your price sucks. Every single time. And what happens is that I'll have that gap of time where I'm not sub to them because there's nothing really that I'm watching on there. And I think it's a really good thing for people to get into, especially with Amazon, with something like a year-long subscription for 140 freaking bucks. <laughs> I do like the fact that now Amazon does have a monthly because they, they didn't have that for a long time. So you literally had to sub and then take that huge hit. Well, thankfully, they also had where if you unsub sometime within that year, it would actually give you the the balance back, which I thought was really cool. And they didn't really didn't have to do that. But um, it is, it's it's. Amazon's really one of those cases where, yeah, around around Christmas, you you sub up for one month, you immediately unsub, and then you just buy a bunch of stuff and have it <laughs> prime shipped well, because well, it's going to save you in shipping. I had to deal with that with Audible. I I hated Audible. I still to this day hate Audible's prices. I I actually I've actually been almost a year without Audible, and it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely despise. Um, I, I get it. I really do. Um, but now that I know how much the creator is getting off of those, those books, that, that, that's just absolutely absurd. It really is. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I hate that. And, and, and Amazon prime is probably, probably even worse, uh, in, in how much they're, they're making compared to how much the the original creators are are making. But the, then I, in my experience that with that, because I've technically worked at a company that did distribute to Amazon, the big issue that companies have with selling on Amazon is dealing with returns, because Amazon yeah. is I heard, I heard a lot of very about pro that. consumer and anti distributor. So pretty much there there was a lot of headaches surrounding. And packaging, packaging sizes, all that stuff is was a massive headache because it was essentially it, it, you got fined if your product was a certain size one way or other, like certain height, certain width. So we actually had to produce 
with the company I was working for, we essentially had to produce, and I had to do all this stuff because I was the procurement side of it, produce packaging for every single one of our products, which was upwards of, shoot, 100 different products um, and, and styles and flavors. You had to produce a box that would essentially be the Amazon box. Because otherwise, if you just saw, and, and that was the big question mark was we had to figure out, and I had to do this stupid, crazy spreadsheets just to figure out, is it worth us designing a separate box, packaging that box, and shipping that box for every Amazon order versus just shipping the original box and taking the fine? Because Amazon would fine every single time that was sold because it, was, it wasn't within their restraints of size and weight. It was, it, but it was, it's the... I mean, it's just like working with Walmart. You have to do it because it's the premier place to sell stuff yeah. and you want to hit that market. It's just like we had to deal with uh, Prop 65 because you wanted to sell in California, even though <laughs> nowhere else recognized it. It was it was a headache. But that's a side tangent. But no, it, it's um, – Amazon's always been a thing of – I feel like they got where they wanted to be and now it's it's time it's time to dial back. And and that's the, that's the sad thing that I always knows because I used to love Amazon, I used to really love the company. It used to be like you know fast service, find anything, click buy, don't even think about it. And then at some point they got big enough that everything went downhill. Their support sucks now. Their handling situations with them now sucks. Their customer service is terrible. And now everything that they sell and their prime and everything is going up because they've they've gotten to a comfortable point. They've gotten to Walmart status, and so now they start dialing back all that little extra effort they were doing to making sure that every customer was happy. And now we're, we're they're they're good, and that's that's the sucky part. Anywho, that's that. That's are that. we in negative Nancy? It's negative, uh, day, man. Big corporation <laughs> down with big corporation today. <laughs> Let's move on to happy news. Uh, well, we tried that three times. Another corporation. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, so apparently the president of MBS television channel, uh, Yoichi Mushiaki, has commented on a possible second season of Jujutsu Kaisen. So that's exciting, because I'm sure all the fans are just, I mean, we're obviously still, I think we're still waiting for the movie. I don't know. I think the movie already came out. I don't know. But <laughs> he essentially stated that at this time, I'd like you all to wait for us to to state a concrete plan. However... I think we can provide a development that will meet expectations. I think they're doing another movie. <laughs> they're probably doing another movie. <laughs> I mean, it's literally like he's saying it's definitely hap- – like a sequel is definitely happening. But we don't really want to say what the plan is, and it's going to meet your expectations. It's it's going to be another movie. We'll see, though. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited for the movie. I, I It's been a while since we've had some Jujutsu Kaisen. It's literally been a year, so – yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Moving on, we have a record of the strongest divin- diviner, or uh, Onmyoji, uh, reincarnation to another world, is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, this is Japanese title, Saikyo Onmyoji no Isekai Tenseki. Uh, it's a light novel series, but they don't have a an actual format announced in it. They just said that it's getting an anime in works. So I'm assuming it will be TV. It's not like they're going to immediately go to a movie or something like that. They could. But the novel uh, series centers around uh, Haru Yoshi, 
who is the strongest on Miyoji in his world. He's uh, betrayed by his friend and, on the verge of death, he wishes to be happy in the next life. Uh, he then attempts to secret uh, attempts a secret reincarnation spell. The spell is success, and he is reincarnated, but somehow it's in another world. He is reborn into a distinguished family of wizard uh, wizards, but is judged to have no magic ability. He soon realizes, however, that the magic of this world is nothing compared to the old Onmyo arts, and uh, and he declares that he doesn't need magic. He thus begins his easy life in another world with his Onmyo arts and multitude of yokai creatures who follow him. So on board and insert cute girl. Yep, obviously, because you can't reincarnate into another world without a cute girl. <laughs> and the cover has to be more about the cute girl than the actual character that the synopsis is all about. Yeah, we'll see. That that uh, that sounds interesting. Uh, another in in another world with my yokai. We haven't really had that isekai yokai. There you go. Okay. I, I I I it sounds cute. Um, looks the the girl looks cute. Um, I like the idea I like of the another. Papers. They look cute. <laughs> I don't know about the the papers being cute, but um, I do like the idea of an easy life type show. It, hopefully, we can get, get our Yashike <laughs> out of they'll this. Bring up, and they'll bring up blessings, and it's all over. Oh uh, no, I I think it's it's cool because I like I said before we we've had a lot of like yokai shows, we've had a lot of isekai show, but it's kind of surprising that we really haven't had a mashing of the two. So that might actually be interesting. But again, it's technically not. It's it's technically isekai, but it seems like it's kind of in, within the same boundaries. I mean, we're not, I guess, in the it's not isekai in the category of you're in modern times Japan or whatever, and you're being taken to a fantasy world. It's a fantasy world to a fantasy world, I guess. Which is, yes, some will struggle with that being isekai, but it's technically isekai because he's going to another world. So, yeah, we'll check that out. Uh, we'll check that out. That's that's interesting. And see if they watch him drag him off to go and kill a, a Mao. Oh, Onipan. Onipan, yes, Onipan. Uh, director Masahiko uh, Ota uh, will be working with which studio on an original series to premiere in April. So it's not very far away. Uh, this one is titled Onipan. Uh, this is taking place in a world where Jap- Japanese Oni and humans coexist. Uh, it's a story of love, friendship, and pansu. It follows three Oni girls who transfer to Tokyo Middle School where they uh, strive to import, uh, improve, <laughs> import, <laughs> import Onipan, uh, strive to improve misconstrued images of Oni using a key item with hidden powers. Yes, Oni Pansu. Uh, not that kind of Pansu. Get your mind out of the gutter. These are like just kind of, I don't know, just like little shorts. Or the, the <laughs> pumpkin, the pumpkin yeah. ones the, that... Poof out, poof out. Yeah, I don't know. Are they like gonna just like stick them on people, and then they're like suddenly happy. I don't know. <laughs> we'll I see. Don't know. It, it it's one. I only heard about it a couple days ago. So it, I and it, when it comes down to it, I mean, I, it looks adorable. Um, I I'm very curious about it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, characters designs are cute. Um, Ota, of course, the director is known for directing Yuri Yuri, uh, Minami K, and Hinamoto. Uh, Himoto Umaro-chan, so decent director there to work on it. But yeah, I like the character designs. It looks cute. Um, looks like it's be a lot of fun. So we'll see. We'll see if it turns out to be something interesting. It's um, 
comes from an AAO project, a joint initiative with AIO. (laughs) It comes from AAO project, a joint initiative by AOI Pro, (laughs) Amuse, and Origin uh, Orgamax or Origamax. Orgamix partners, my gosh, these names, uh, to develop and produce an original intellectual property. So it's not based on anything yet. So that's a good thing. It's not a mobile game or something, but it's it's obviously a mixed media project that they're trying to, um, I guess, sprout out of nowhere. So, but yeah, Wit Studio is working on it. So I'm I'm sure it'll have some fun. It's it's kind of nice to see Wit Studio and them kind of take a break. And I mean, that's that's not to say they're going to take a break. They, I mean, this could have some crazy crazy animation mixed in there. I mean, it's not to say that just because they do like a little demon girl, uh, Ponsu show, doesn't mean they can't have like a lot of fun with animation. So, or they'll just dump it in a, in a season where they have 15 other projects that could, that could, yeah, that could be that. Yeah. That too. <laughs> see as how that's the thing that studios do now. You see that they've got a blue Oni, a red Oni and a yellow Oni. Sure. Yeah. There you go. So you have the blue and red Oni, mm-hmm. and now we're adding mm-hmm. in the yellow Oni so that we have all three of the colors at the same time, and plus we have the blue and red. It's Oni. red. It's it's Ram, Ram, and Rom. <laughs> no, no. what's the other girl's name? She had the yellow hair. Um, the girl from the very beginning. I forget what her name is. Man, we haven't seen her in so long. Who right. the hell is she? Anyways, moving on. So, bastard. Um, I remember that anime a long time ago uh they had like an ova that was back in like 92 or something like that uh, it was an anime adaptation of the manga well apparently warner bros wants to bring it back <laughs> warner bros japan has announced that bastard manga will be getting a new anime adaptation it is set to debut worldwide on netflix in 2022 uh, going to be animated by Leiden films uh apparently takaharu ozaki of goblin slayer will be directing it and, um, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I will say that, I don't know, that, that's one of those things where I never checked out the manga for Bastard, but I do know that the anime was interesting. Um, very vague, though. I'm very vague here because I'm. it's vaguely in my mind. Um, the, at least from the key art, especially, it looks like they're going for a more crazier style for it. Well, so it was one of the, it was one of the, um, quintessentials back in the day, so... Yeah, I mean it's hard. It's 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 hard to remember to keep uh, bastard and uh, and and uh, the other one separate. Record of Lotus Wars? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's cool. I'll it, definitely be checking it out. On a on a side note, a a, a side tangent. Uh, guts. I was thinking of guts. Um, no, it's way different. I mean, no, yes, this it, character looks very much like guts right here. But sure. I was th- thinking of the uh, the the demon uh, guy that that I I I, I stay away from, like the plague, berserk, berserk. It's guts, yes. Okay. No. Um, we, on a on a side tangent, it's something. Berserk something was else. like in '97, wasn't it? Berserk was like way later than this. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I I I believe I've watched some of this. I don't, I don't, I think I, I, I don't know if I've watched Berserk at all. I don't remember. One of the two I, I've watched, and I mean, both of them are dark, so it doesn't really matter. Dark, dark fantasy. Um, on a side note, uh, I, I, 
this 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 strange trend of um uh bringing back old shows while i love it um i hope we're not going the same route as as western where we're just bringing back everything in the the old and and <laughs> well I, I mean i i i appreciate it if it's them essentially less correcting course and and refreshing it like uh, that's like the case with something like fruits baskets and stuff what was like let's do this right this time yeah. kind of thing i do appreciate that and th- cuz there's a lot of stuff back in the day that just really are good stuff now the thing that i always say when that comes to play is don't pace it like the olden days <laughs> if you bring it to the modern times you pace it differently because pacing sucks back then so you if you want to sell it now you got to change things up a little bit but yeah We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, it's I've just heard one a lot of those of bad things, things that, about it. So it's, it's just one of those things that you 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 go wait wait wait. Technically, they're doing the same thing that I I I hate the Western companies for doing. It, 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 are we technically going in the same right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But we're technically pumping out forty shows a season, so this is true. It, we have plenty of new content to work with. It's not like that's all we're getting is this is true rehashes, which is yeah, more like Hollywood. So yeah, that's 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 exciting. Seven Seas has announced that they have licensed some new properties, including Kimono Jaihin, Our Torsos Align, and my cute little kitten manga. So. That's exciting for at least Kimono Jaihin. I I actually did like that show, which was the anime adaptation of the manga. So I don't know, maybe sometime if I ever get caught up with everything else, I would I would be interested to check that out because it was it was it had a really interesting concept to the overall story. So I would love to see more of it, or at least hopefully they'll and adapt more of it. Um, the my cute little kitten sounds cute. It's Rena and Yuna have been roommates since school and decide to rent a place together after graduation. They've lived together as friends for five years, but things suddenly change one day when Yuna adopts a kitten, even though their apartment doesn't allow pets. Then, when Yuna says that she wants to move somewhere where that allows them to keep kittens, Rena admits her true feelings. She wants to be more than friends. Yuna isn't sure how to reciprocate, but she's game to try. So basically, they get a cat, so they have to go somewhere else, and they're like, "Uh, let's get a place together because we're going to get closer. So... That's cute. Cat cat triggers Yuri. Obviously. Yeah, I I'm I'm trying to leave all those um underhanded jokes off to the side and just just mm-hmm. just, just go with it. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Grow up, Chris. <laughs> Jeez. Definitely does gutter. not want to play with her kitty. Definitely does mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Uh some Sad or, or happy news, depending on which side you stand on it, wanting to c- come to an end or not. The Planet With manga is set to complete with its eighth volume. This is announced in the seventh compilation book. Apparently, the mangaka Satoshi Mizukami, Mizukami sorry, has stated uh, in a kind of little note in there that uh, the, the eighth volume is planned to be a little bit larger than normal. <laughs> and also say that the... Uh, the final volume will include original stories for the manga, which that makes me believe. And I, I, I don't remember if we checked into this or not. It makes me believe that the, I guess the anime concluded the story before the manga did. And that now they're going to be basically, 
uh, adjusting that ending a little bit, possibly, and adding some additional story. I have heard from some people that this that the manga does flesh things out a lot more than what the anime did, but I never knew if the anime like completed the story before the manga did. I, that's, that was a part that I didn't understand. So I might look into this. Um, I really, really loved Planet With. That was a really fascinating story. Uh, just like a kid gets in small mecha type story, but with so much, like so many layers of stuff in there to peel away at. And I thought they did a really credible job of it. So possibly if the manga, and it's only eight volumes, so it's not too long. Hopefully somebody, I don't think anybody has it licensed in the West, which is really sad, but hopefully somebody will pick it up. Um, so seven, seven C's license it. Uh, maybe they're just doing digital print. I think that's what people were saying is that there was dig- digital print only. So yeah, I might I might check that out. That's not too much of a read, and like I said, I really enjoyed really enjoyed that series. So yeah, I, I highly recommend the anime. I think I think that was technically one of our at least one of our top picks of the year at the time. I think we I think we did like it a lot. So yeah, I think I was trying to get in the anime awards too. <laughs> it didn't work out, obviously. <laughs> Moving on, our friends at Netflix continue their <laughs> – you're talking about the whole thing of, of Japan picking up on the West and, and rehashing old content. Well, well let, let's, let's come back over to Hollywood and let's, let's go right back into their, their Seeds of Madness. Uh, or no, it's Insanity, when the idea of doing something over and over again, even though it fails over and over again, which is Insanity. Uh, Netflix is like, you know, what's up, guys? We know how well things went with Death Note. You know that you loved, loved Cowboy Bebop. Well, we're doing One Piece now. <laughs> so yeah, that's still happening. And it's a, it's official at this point because they have tweeted out that uh, they they have officially begun production. All the, all the super One Piece fans that are working on the project to make a live action version of it are all going out there and doing good work. And we'll soon have our Netflix One Piece. Are you excited, Chris? Nope. I'm I'm super not excited, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I it, this is this is. I think that we we I think that this one was one of those kind of off the cuff jokes that we had made at some point when we were talking about the the. I, I, yes, we never went, I, I at least never bothered to go and look up the Dragon Ball Z, especially when I found out that it was an absolute detestable thing that even existed. And I think that off the cuff, we made the joke at some, or at least I heard the joke of, at some point of the uh, One Piece uh, live action being the, the possible, a possible worst thing that they could do it, because the the special effects would just be absolutely cheesy in this game in this show and that i, I cannot I, wait to see luffy luffy's arms punch. are absolutely <laughs> going to be dumb i'm sorry luffy is is it luffy i don't know i've it's never luffy. It, it, it was a joke as luffy oh yeah could you imagine them trying to dub that oh my gosh they're probably going to say it wrong oh they they're for sure gonna. You're say gonna it have wrong. an entire show full of them saying the names wrong. I, I, it, I, I already have a hard time with dubs as it is, and it just sitting here thinking of all the things that people are going to rip this. You know, people are gonna rip this to shred, even if they do a decent job. 
the people are going to rip this to shreds just on the general concept of them trying to make something that is absolutely absurd. This is really what it comes down to. And this is what I want people to think about. They are going to take something that is naturally absurd over the top. I mean, yes, you can make an, I, I, I mean, I think that we've, we've actually talked about this concept of uh, several times about what is the point of um, anime? The point of anime, animation in general, why why animation does not translate to live action very well is mostly because of the absurdity. You are taking something that is naturally over the top, something that you can do in an animated setting, and you are trying to sh- shoehorn it into something that looks grounded, natural, it is very, very difficult. Some things can pull it off. I'm not going to deny that. But when it comes down to it, you're making something that is absurd, over the top, unnatural, be shoved into something that should look natural. Death Note pulled it off to a point because it's not a lot of over the top, unnatural things that are happening in there. Just yeah. eating potatoes. Ryuk, yeah, taking a. <laughs> potato chip and Ryuk was about as over the top as anything in that show that that is as far over the top as you went people just naturally falling over in the streets didn't really yeah, you don't, don't need cgi to show somebody fall over yeah <laughs> it, and that's that's my point that's why death note while it yeah, the you could argue on the acting side that's that's outside of the the realm that's acting that has nothing to do with the Watch actual the Japanese ab- live action, please. Yeah. When it comes down to something like this, you're talking about somebody's hand turning into a freaking uh tank and slamming on somebody. It, it, that's that's outside of the realm of something natural. So, take that for what it is. I'm not I'm not prejudging something. I'm saying that <laughs> Like 15 minutes later, I'm not prejudging anything, but I've just said a lot of negative stuff that I'm now attributing to this because I, I obviously I, I'm not. It up. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want, I will not uh, judge until if I decide to watch this. Um, I, I, I will judge it at that point. As it stands right now, I can see, foresee, I am foreseeing a lot of ripping into this show. Mostly on the aspect of the CGI probably will not pull this off. The concept is too over the top for a live action stance. Have you seen Netflix stocks? Did they go back up? Oh no, they're going back down. They're still they they had a little bit of peak on February first. Maybe the maybe a lot of One Piece fans decided to pump into to stocks. But no, it was funny. Obviously, we talked about them raising the prices on Netflix. Like immediately, not not within about a week, maybe a week and a half after they announced that, their stocks dropped from, I think they were, what was it, January 13th, I think is when they announced it. They were at 519 when they announced that they're, I think if it was, if I think it was January 13th that they announced it. If it was January 13th that they announced it, they were at 519 and they dropped within a couple weeks down to 359 
It's a bad time to have stocks in Netflix, let's be honest. I mean, that's literally almost half drop in stocks. They, they've come up a little bit, but they've come back down. So they're like 403. And they've already uh, talked about apparently Netflix losing a lot of money. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they're hoping that One Piece can save Netflix because again, a lot of people are questioning if they want to keep their keep their subs on. I'm really curious curious well, what that, their sub numbers are at right now. I think that's generally um if I remember right, there's a lot of a lot of people that are talking about the idea of the quote unquote pandemic stocks are mm-hmm. technically dropping. Echelon, um uh Amazon and Netflix in particular are the ones that are at the forefront because those are all quote unquote uh stocks that have were succeeding during the pandemic. Just around the time that the sub went up, everything went downhill. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just know that there's a lot of talk about the, the quote unquote pandemic stocks. Yeah. I mean that was that was I mean it's technically a lot of people that was something that, that, that all they can do was watch Netflix and share their passwords because <laughs> Netflix technically does encourage that. Share your passwords um, for your Netflix account, not and don't use a password that you use elsewhere. I'm not I'm not advocating bad practices. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had, they shut that down real quick, didn't they? Yeah, they don't like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tweet about liking people doing that. And now they don't like it no more. Uh, anyways. So yeah, Autaxi got at a, uh, on the official website. Autaxi got a trailer for the movie. So for those who have watched the series, you can check out that trailer. If you've not watched the series, I don't recommend you check out the trailer. I will say very vaguely, there is nothing really new to see in the trailer except for one quote at the very end. And only people that watch the show will know what this means. But basically, somebody saying you don't remember me, do you? So that was a that was pretty much confirmation of what I think is going the direction it's going, which is not too hard to really uh, imagine that's where it's going. But yeah, I, I'm super hyped. <laughs> April 1st needs to come faster. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. I thought we were done being negative. All right, one more negative <laughs> news article to go through. Uh, Chris, you know oh, what? Please, you know, no, I you don't know, even want it. Uh, uh-uh. uh. You know what? Everybody loves these days. I mean, I I can't walk two f- steps without seeing people just so excited about how NFTs are getting into everything. Well, guess what, Chris? Sort of getting into anime. <laughs> Uh, I I all I needed to do was it was do a quick scan and I see this parentheses NFT, NFT. parentheses and I went uh uh-uh, uh I don't even want to talk about this so Studio Fanworks Tokyo Otaku Mode who's definitely had experience in cryptocurrency mm-hmm. uh Sucria and the company The Battle has announced an anime for or of Crypto Ninja NFT. So, <laughs> so first off, let me ask a, a silly question. What the heck is a Crypto Ninja? Second off, it's just an art. I, I know. I'm I'm they're I'm, NFTs. I'm being I'm I'm being exa- I'm Nobody, exaggerating I, I the situation. Nobody knows the hell uh, exactly this, what this brand is. Um, except for Tokyo Taco Mode, Studio Fanworks, Sucria and the Battle who all wanted to sell. 
and, and because this, they this, trade tokens. This is my frustration, and 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 we I, I actually brought this up with um with somebody that we had talked to a while ago about the idea of the of trying to bring blockchain into or was it blockchain or just cryptocurrencies in general into the anime sphere. It was really around the blockchain, and and I I I, I love the idea, but. One of the th- things that I have the most frustration with is the idea of translating something that is digital into something that is physical. I don't have a problem, and, and NFT is kind of the it's, – it's digital into a digital format. So, yeah, I can kind of uh, go with you on that, but I think that trying to – quote unquote own something that is digital is just for a lack of a better term it's it's it 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 sheds um a bit of sanity and i don't i don't know how to better put it than than that if you want to own a it's 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 one of those frustrating things because i technically um keep paying for a subscription for final fantasy because of the fact that i have a house and that is kind of irritating i don't i don't hate the fact that uh final fantasy has this this a a, a a way of anchoring people down the frustration is is technically if i own it i should own it and i've but you don't own it i know and it's that's the frustrating <laughs> that's thing but you don't own it chris I have to make sure that I pay once every 45 days and log in and go into that house. Otherwise, it will go away. And yeah, it, 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 it does And he has literally nothing in it except for the stuff that I put in. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the bad thing is it's like it's literally just a house, like a husk. It's a shell of a house it, crying it, in a corner waiting for somebody to show up. It's it, it, it's one of those sad things. It's um I... I understand. I really do. I think it, it it it's 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 one of those things that borders on the edge of no, I'm not going to jump into this. I have a hard time with the Bitcoin. I I like Bitcoin. Don't get me wrong. I love it in concept. It absolutely tickles every bit of fancy on me. Uh, I love the idea of Bitcoin. So please don't come at me with a, you hate Bitcoin. No, I'm not saying I hate Bitcoin. I think it's an absolutely fantastic idea. I can't believe you're afraid of the I, the, the, I, the coin I, bros out there. I don't care. I think it's a scam. It's always been a scam. <laughs> NFTs no. are a way of forcing you into the scam. No, and, and, and I, I agree. Will never support it. This is this is the frustrating thing. It's on that edge of something that I am absolutely for. I I've I've talked about this several times. I love the concept of something that decentralizes, breaks down and comes out new. Something new. If only it did that. If it did that. The if problem is is how that. do you take digital and convert it to physical? That's my problem with Bitcoin. It always has been. When they were talking about the idea of changing or bringing it into the anime sphere i said i'm great i love the concept how do you make it go from digital to physical that is the main problem yes you are saying that you own said piece of work on your wall gotcha you have something that is on the ledger 
I, I'm with you. But how do you make sure that that piece of artwork that is on the wall correlates with that uh, that piece? Yeah, you can put all kinds of cool little um, notations on it. You can put RFID chips on it. Got, gotcha. But somebody can duplicate that. Somebody can take that off of that piece of art and say, this says that I own this piece of artwork. There's there's so many things around that that can break the chain. What does Bitcoin, the 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 blockchain fix? It fixes the ability to not be able to cheat the system. You are going to always run into the issue of going from digital to physical. There's there's a break there, and until we figure a a way to fix that issue, I think everything that they're claiming that these ledgers are fixing is not fixed well i think it it still comes down to the what we're talking about here is strictly digital this is all digital right this is probably them trying to push you to buy well they are they are trying you to to encourage and to and to advertise which it's again technical anime is to advertise something this is to advertise their crypto ninja artwork which to be honest it's sort of cute, but no, it, it just this looks like fan art. Now, the the problem that really comes from this whole thing is that, and again, I will say it through and through: NFTs are a scam. NFTs are a way of getting people to invest in cryptocurrency, and the only reason that most people defend it is because. They have tokens and they want people to invest in it so they can actually make their money back. Yep. Anybody that's invested in NFTs are essentially required to, in order to not lose their money to make other – it's a pyramid scheme in a sense. I mean yeah. you could literally call it a pyramid scheme. I invested in tokens to make these NFTs. I now have value in this project and in this coin. If I don't sell this before the coin falls, I'm going to lose thousands of dollars. Yes. How does that sound like that is something that anybody should touch? I'm saying this because I personally believe that anybody, do your own homework, should know this before they look at this stuff, that NFTs are essentially a scam. It is an attempt to get people to invest in Bitcoin because why? You kind of just were pointing out a minute ago. There's no reason for cryptocurrency because there's no way to make it into physical value for standard goods. So what was their answer to it? We need to make value to cryptocurrency. Let's make digital assets that people want to buy. Well, okay, let's get artists involved. The artist gets involved. The artist is like, so I can sell my art, which is a admirable thing. Artists, I want artists to make money. And the artist looked at that and said, I can make money for my stuff. And guess what? They were sold on a bill that if you put it into an NFT and you buy a token you're going to be able to sell your stuff. And guess what? They bought into the, the pyramid scheme. Now they have to sell their stuff. And I, I think that's why people are so crazed about making people accept NFTs is because it's the only way they can make money is to basically berate anybody that says it's a scam because otherwise they're going to lose money. It's sad. I And I, and I hate I, it was funny because when I seen this pop up, I was I was a little bit afraid because this is like in the wake of what Square Enix saying they're going to put NFTs in their stuff and all these other companies saying they're getting involved with NFTs. And so there's a big war happening right now. And I think what it comes down to is people are looking for an easy way to make money because life 
is kind of rough right now for a lot of people. And I really hope that people do their research because this is a dangerous thing right now. And it's, it's so massively rife with scamming. There's so many companies, there's so many, uh, there's, I think recently we had what well, Ice Poseidon did a big pump and dump with a cryptocurrency. Every cryptocurrency right now is just it it's it's people just creating coins, creating these digital assets, creating these things on the blockchain or whatever, and then they're getting that investment up and then they're just pulling out. And people need to step away from this stuff and realize this stuff is very dangerous. Yeah. And it- NFTs themselves are dangerous. I've heard stories where people shove NFTs in people's wallets and if you try to remove it, you pay them for it. It it is a dangerous system. If anybody can put something in your wallet, it's broken. And I think it I like the concept like you like you said. I like the concept of the decentralizing, but it's literally it's already centralized. It's into big gigantic server farms. So what's the difference? We're we're right back where we started. And then yeah, technically anybody that can transfer the assets into other values, they're the banks. <laughs> so what yeah. do, what did we solve? We we replaced the big corrupt banks with Big corrupt servers. Yeah, it, it, sorry, it, it, rant, it's, rant off. <laughs> it is. It's it's one of those. I haven't got a chance to talk to NFT about NFTs on the podcast yet. So it's one of those frustrating things. I I've been watching the the this these a, a lot of these these um these spheres for a very long time. It's it's one of those things that I've always an- asked the question: What is a Bitcoin? What if you cannot if you cannot tell me what a Bitcoin is, it's 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 ethereal. It does not technically exist. It's, code, I, it's, it's an idea. I agree. I think that all these things the, the most brilliant thing about Bitcoin is the blockchain. I I love the concept of the ledger. I love it. I love the idea of behind Ethereum. Until you start getting into forks and it's, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and right? everything starts to get very complicated. <laughs> well, and that's why I've always stu- stood what, by the what, what what is it? What is it was the term um what happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. What happens in the blockchain is always in the blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you don't mess up and hopefully somebody doesn't steal your wallet cuz you ain't getting it back. It's one of those things. What I was ultimately saying is I love the concept. I hate the fact that it is as as questionable as it is. It's it, yeah, it's, and and that's why I said I've been watching it for a long time. I because like I said, I love the concept. And eventually we'll figure it out. But until that day, I am unfortunately I'm in a neutral stance with this. I like the love the concept. Not, not, not enough to jump in full force yet. A, a big shock when you present an idea to the masses, it always ends up getting broken. And how about that system that you can't change it once it's out there? <laughs> I mean, that's all. I mean, that's like the MMO. Whenever an MMO is like a really great idea, they put it out there, they make the pl- the servers public, and then suddenly what happens? Everybody starts breaking the game, it breaks it. And so when you have an idea of this ledger or whatever, and you're sitting it out there, and then suddenly everybody figures out a way. To, like I said before, the idea of uh, forcing an NFT into somebody's wallet and you can't remove it. It like literally, it's literally there on everybody else's. Like it's, yeah, it's just dumb. It's oh, do you hear about the? Uh, um, you know how they, you can't duplicate any of these coin or these coins theoretically. Right. They figured out a way of getting around that that issue. Probably has to do with the the forking no. issue. They 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 actually had a company who was, or unless you get enough servers to validate it. 
If you, uh, no, 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 that goes back no, no. to the whole server. They're thing. not actually duplicating the coins. They're saying that they're selling the coin over and over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. And so you're, you, and like it's I said, a, all it's you have a to third, do is validate. Yeah, it's a third. No, there, it's a third party between the two, and that person is selling it over and over and over again. They're not oh, actually updating that's, it. That's the. It starts with the TF. What the company is. Well, that's one of the big ones, but I, again, I wouldn't doubt it. it they, yeah, they 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 recently cracked down on it, so it um or it or it uh is crashing. Either way, it, it, the 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 solution's already been found. But yeah, it's 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 one of those things that they just uh cut out the 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 problem, which is the you can't duplicate bitcoins. So yeah, I, I agree. It's not technically Bitcoin that's the problem. It is this company, but. This is the issue that we're talking about. Until you find the solutions for all these problems. And now that there's a lot of money in it. People yeah, are gonna there's a lot it. of money in it. Like people are going to start breaking it. Well, they've been breaking it for a while now. But anyways, uh, <laughs> back to happiness. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get a chance to get any questions if we keep on with this stuff. Uh, Mushuka Tensei, Jabba's Reincarnation Light Novel has been announced to having 10 million in circulation. Gosh, I would, I would love to be able to buy a copy of that. Please... Uh, was it seven seas? I think it was, um, that, yeah, uh, please put some in circulation over in the West. That'd be great. Thank you. But yeah, that's not too much of a surprise that that's doing very well, despite the fact that anime news network doesn't want to believe it was popular and Crunchyroll awards doesn't want to believe it was popular. <laughs> I've, I've been staring at the stupid side thing here for a while now. Uh, Netmarble has announced that Seven Deadly Sins Origin, a new open world game is going to be releasing on consoles, PC, and mobile that last part scares me i mean it it looks cool i don't know how well it's going to play because it looks like the it's very floaty how the character moves around the camera but i i don't know i hope that it's got a decent gameplay style to it and everything but um yeah i I always kind of fear that connection with mobile. I mean, it could be something similar to Genshin Impact, where oh, yeah, even I though think it's that the, for mobile, it still works well on PC and everything else. I think everybody was mentioning that it looked like it was it was based on the uh, Genshin or the Breath of the Wild engine, whatever they call that. So, yeah, it could it could be similar um, similar um, engines. I, would, I wouldn't doubt that. I'm I'm almost convinced that either. It's either it got leaked and everybody started jumping on it, or because that's that's the the same the same system. It's, it's, it looks very similar style. The um, I guess the other kind of interesting thing is that it's apparently supposed to be a original story and new protagonist. So I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where you're Doesn't matter, I, getting into spell and... spoilers, or if it's one of those things of like you have an original character that you put into the world, and then you have the characters of the world supporting you i didn't see anybody in it that looked original unless it's again supposed to be i don't know i've seen some weird things about the story so i don't i don't know if i'd I'd be spoiling things or what but i'll figure it out eventually whenever i decide to finish the stupid story (laughs) it looks really good though but again trailer so we'll see we'll see i was kind of hoping it would just play out the story you know just be you start from the beginning of the story and go through the entire story. That way you don't have to watch the show. Yeah, right. 
Uh, Hensuki light novel series is coming to an end with its 14th volume. So again, this is the one that we had anime adaptation for. Are you willing, are you willing to fall in love with a pervert as long as she's a cutie? So be excited for that. If you're checking out that light novel series, kind of disappointing, but technically I never went to the manga. So yeah. Yeah. And finally, we have some announcements for April premieres. We have Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie is going to be premiering on April 9th. There's also a new trailer out there you can check out. Um, I don't know. I was kind of a little disappointed in the trailer just because the whole cutie side of it or the the secret side of it wasn't as interesting as I thought it would be. (laughs) It's still cool. Uh, the company Slave wants to be healed by a little girl ghost is getting uh, released in April, and they have a new trailer for that as well, showing off the other cute little girls that's helping the company girl. Uh, Healer Girl is is also coming in April, and that one's got a new trailer and theme song along with it, so check that out. RPG Real Estate is going to be premiering in April. Uh, Skeleton Knight in Another World as well, and a couple Cuckoos, as well as a, a new trailer for that one. This healer is a handful is coming, so that's great because that's it looks so dorky. <laughs> and finally, uh, we already knew it was coming in April, but we have April fifth as being the confirmation of the actual start date uh, for your boy uh, Kong Kong Ming. Definitely looking forward to that one. Well, that's the PA Works title, so cool stuff, cool stuff. And that's it. That's all the news. Uh, we managed to go to our usual length of a discussional before we even got the 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 the, the questions. So, uh, love to get some done though. Um, so hopefully we'll run a little bit long here. Uh, we had, uh, of course, for those that don't know, you can go to atalkspirit.com. At the top, there's a contact us button at the top. Um, you can submit it there, or you can submit it to an email address, uh, Andrew at atalkspirit.com. There's there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. You can go to the forums atalkspirit.com. Go to click on that forum link up there. And you can register there and go to the anime cast question thread where you can submit it there. Just like Ira did. Ida? Oh, did Ira. we ever decide on it? Ida? Ira. <laughs> Ira. <laughs> I think I question it every time I say it. It's just, it's always going to be that way. It says, throughout 2021, we got a lot of really good two-core shows. Way more than usual. And so, I was wondering if you guys were thinking this is a trend that will continue to grow. And two-core shows will become more common or if we just happen to get extra lucky this year. I'm assuming you mean like split cores, because we did get a lot of two cores, but there are a lot of more split. Uh, we typically only get maybe like three or four shows that are two core in each season. So it's not, I haven't seen an increase of that. But like I said, I the one thing I can definitely say, we did see a huge increase of immediate sequel announcements, which I do really like. I like that you finish the show last episode. And at the very end of there, it says sequel confirmed. It's like, thank you. I know it's not a, I I can, I can put away that feeling like this was all the bait me into the source material. I know there's more coming and I'm not stuck right here. I think that the, the, I, 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 I agree. Um, and to answer Iris question, I'm going to say yes and no. I think that I see more of a trend of number one, like Andrew was saying, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what Andrew is saying is that the, the publishers are being a little bit more vocal and, 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 and talking to us. And I think that they're actually paying attention to the pulse better. Um, it seems like we're getting a lot more. These are the shows that are actually, 
worth our time. So yeah, they'll do the 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 let's sell this the, the let's manga sell this or let's uh uh light novel bait that. But when it comes down to it, what it seems like they're 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 zeroing in on the shows that are loved. And they're they're saying these are the ones that we're going to go forward with. Does that make sense? I, I think they're like I said. I think it's it's definitely jumping on while it's hot, and I think that's an important thing as well. I mean, that's like the whole thing I was talking about with Mushoku Tensei. It's like with how popular that was, why is there not the source material there for people to jump right into and have it available? Now, granted, you say digital. Well, that that's that's a diff. That's that's on the uh, that's on our side. Um, they they technically already have it in Japan. That's that's our companies. They, our companies are getting better at it, but I'm talking about on the publisher's side, like like you're saying, uh, Jobless Reincarnation, um, uh, Fruits Basket, um, some of these other shows that are, and and this 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 goes to holding out hope for the idea that well, just idea maybe they'll actually do spice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Their, their idea of getting on the pulse is their sales, right? And that's what I'm saying is I think that they're getting better at that. I'm, 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 and, and that's that, that's that's going out to the hope of us actually. Why I'm actually ga- gaining more hope in the idea of seeing Spice and Wolf or um, uh, uh, Malio or something like that. I think that they're they're paying a lot more closer attention to what is actually the the what what we want as a fandom of. These are the shows that are actually going to, and this is actually great for them because that means that they will make more money. Um, so a lot what of these would be things. What's the pulse are, for Spice and Wolf? What are they selling? Spice and Wolf. Okay, when does Spice and Wolf end? No, I'm saying that <laughs> they can sell Parchment and Wolf, I guess, but Spice and Wolf is technically no redo, done. doing a redo, getting the getting these shows that people actually want uh uh you brought up um well so you're saying the pulse of the fandom and not necessarily them making money selling light novels right the pulse of the fandom what will actually sell to the fandom they 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 they're actually starting to take notice of these are the things that people want and the 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 reason why i say that's a good thing is because if they can actually if they actually figure out what we want ahead of time they will make more money. So yes, it, it, it goes hand in hand. The, the 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 old argument was is that they're they're having a hard time because they're gambling. They're always gambling. The reason they're gambling is because they cannot foresee what it is we want, and so they just throw stuff out there and hope that they make money back. Now, if they can, if they have a handle on the pulse. Yeah, they'll have a, a miss here and there, but if they can get hit after hit after hit, they they they're going to make more money and that's going to be the ultimate good thing for both sides both sides of the equation. Yeah, it's a quick question mark, something that's already established, they there really is no there's nothing to make money on besides maybe Blu-rays, but or other merchandise. I mean, something like Spice and Wolf it would be technically other merchandise. Or again, they technically could do another print, I guess. But I, it, it all depends on what their saturation is there. If they already feel like the saturation of how many people have bought it already, what's the amount of possible sales outside of what has already been bought is the big question mark. If you can project that a typical audience of that particular genre would be a, a scope of, let's say, a million and they've already sold, you know, 600,000 copies. 
is it worth to go out there and possibility that that projected sales would be the additional 400,000 is just, is the big question mark. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, I guess one more question. Zachary sent in a question through our contact us button at otakuspirit.com. Says, uh, do the both of you believe the majority of shows being made today are just promote to, to promote a company's light novel or manga series, even if they are good or bad? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the easiest question ever. So another question. <laughs> no, I mean, some. Most, most are that. So essentially every time an anime is – well, most of the time – let's be true. You have to have a producer. A producer is needed to basically put the show together. And typically, as we've talked about before, a lot of these producing – they're production committees. They're like groups uh, because it's easier for a group of people to throw money into a pot to make a show rather than just one person. Um, I mean, you have things like Ghibli and stuff. They'll have there, there's that guy. I forget what his name is. They have a producer that does most of the shows there or movies. But yeah, most of the time you have like a production committee, and it's typically people all for a vested interest of selling something. And so yeah, you'll have the you'll have the the publisher is there. They want to sell this new manga. Um, you have yeah, we joked before with like Grimgar Fantasy Ash. You have the the record label for no name they're there going yeah we make sure that we put our songs in there as much as possible right i mean you have like this group that's all has a vested interest of making this anime to sell their product it's an advertisement it's always been an advertisement and yet there's special cases outside of that like yeah ghibli you have production uh, a producer that is literally just trying to make one solid thing to sell in theaters um there's a lot of cases where it's just an original that the studio itself is trying to do in order to either bring interest to our studio or their own merchandising. But yeah, it's it's typically to sell something because, as we stated before, unless it's a big box office hit in Japan, it's not going to make much money just from the animation alone. It's always to kind of sell something. That's the whole joke behind Unlimited Budget Works. It's, it's Type Moon literally saying, come buy our products, and they dumped a whole bunch of money into Footable. It's like, what is what is Princess Connect Redive doing? It's, it's saying, come play this dang yeah. game because we're we're dumping a whole bunch of money into side Games Pictures to make you come play our game. Um, but yeah, I mean that I do I do kind of think that sometimes I feel like stuff is a passion project. Like there there's a, there, I think there's some cases where I think some studios or I think some producers are just trying to try something. Um, I think I think that's something that's always kind of said of the Yuri Kumarashi guy, and um, um, I can never think of his name. Takahara, probably <laughs> the Penguin Drum guy, Utana guy. I, I think there's a lot of cases where he's just trying to do something fancy. Uh, I think he's probably trying to be the next Satoshi Kon, even though they were technically around the same time at some point. But yeah, in most cases it's to sell something, cool. and I and I think there's. It's not to say that your last statement there, even if they're good or bad, I don't necessarily think they ever in, really are going for the idea that it's going to be bad. Right. I, I mean, they, they, I, I think it, if you're saying the show itself could be bad because they just don't put money into it, I think, again, it's just really – as long as they can make good enough of a trailer for that first episode, you'll go buy the source material anyways. So I think there is a – I think there's – it's something that I think we've talked about before. I, there, there, it feels like sometimes there is this aspect of 
I feel like sometimes the anime is made really good in the first episode. Why? Because they want the Japanese audience to just go buy the source material. They don't care what happens to the rest of the show. <laughs> so if the, if the budget drops later on, they don't really care because they'll see that they'll see that increase of sales for the source material and then those initial episodes. A silly, silly answer to that is we wouldn't have been following it for 25 years if we <laughs> thought that it was a bad thing. It, you, 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 you get to a point where you, you're like, oh yeah, that's a manga bait. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you, 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 you know it. I mean, we've actually argued the point of this, this, this being an entertainment medium in, in a lot of cases. Yeah, selling. They they want to sell their figures. They want to sell their manga. They they want to sell their light novel. They want to sell, like Andrew had mentioned, the music. They want to sell. Um, they they have these these CDs where a bunch of the voice actors and voice actresses will sit there and 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 chat with each other on it. They want to sell all that stuff. That's all in baked into the cake. The only time that you're ever going to, like Andrew said, uh, Ghibli is 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 outside of that realm. Do they want to sell something? Yeah, they want to sell the origin, the 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 movie. A, a lot of these companies, they just if they don't, if if outside of a true quote unquote original, like like I I I'm 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 trying I'm like scraping my brain. It, when you had when you had said it on your video the other day, I was like. I had it in, in my head, and now I can't think of his name. I think it's Ikuhara. Um, but when it comes down to it, got people like him, but then they sell other things. So they'll sell the 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 uh, the series on a on a disc or something, or or like I said, figures. They 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 always have something else that they're selling. They that that's that's this in general. They are technically putting this on TV. And then you have the the advertisements, so you're technically buying the advertisements, or they will um, sell something else involved in that. They they always have something. They've got to make money. That's the point. Um, the like we had mentioned before, the only one, the only way that you will get to the the most purest form of the entertainment is to go to the original artist. Take that for what it is. There, otherwise, and even the original artist is technically selling you the art. I mean, if, now, if they're putting it out on, um, what I think web novels, but even then, I think they're selling advertisement. There's always money transactions involved in this. Yeah, we've had quite a few conversations around people asking, "How do I support the original thing?" And it's like, yeah, I mean, I could break it down that step by step process of how that money gets to them, and it's. It's always got some sort of leech pulling from it. Like if you go to Crunchyroll, you because you, I think the question was I, I sub to Crunchyroll and all, all that, but I don't watch it there. Am I supporting the company? It's like no, you're you're supporting Crunchyroll because unless you watch the show, it doesn't feed to them. At least according to how they stated it works before. And then it's like it goes from that point on. It's like and it's not that much because technically Crunchyroll is leeching a little bit, and then it gets over there and it leeches a little bit. And it never really technically gets much to the original author. It's like the only way you can do that is yeah you buy the buy the Japanese version of the manga or light novel, um, the studios themselves how to support the studios some that have their own product sites I know Kyoto Animation specifically their their website where they were selling goods from their main service was like crashing when they had the fire because <laughs> everybody was going directly to that that store and buying. Some of them have that, some don't. Some have Patreons like Trigger had at some point some yeah, sort Trigger. of crowdfunding service they Jumped were doing. All over it. It 
there's different ways. You just kind of have to look, but that's a side tangent. Anyways, thank you, uh, Ira, Ira, and Zachary for the questions for this episode. Uh, I kind of hope to get some more stuff, but I, I did know that a couple of these topics were going to take a lot of discussion, and I, I, most people kind of like that anyway. So we might end up doing – I might – next discussion will just kind of cut back on the news and just kind of focus a little more on the questions that we have because we're starting, we're starting to get some, again, but keep sending them so that we don't run out. But yeah, definitely appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed, and as always, you all take care. Os! Watching the footage, don't let it touch it. Don't let it touch it.